In this bulletin, talks with world leaders continue in the Cambodian capital, Phnom Penh. Cruising on, passengers not deterred by a major COVID outbreak on a cruise ship. And in sport, New Zealand stages a surprise victory over favourites England in the Rugby League Women's World Cup. With the latest SBS News, I'm Assam Al-Ghadib. United States President Joe Biden has used his address at the ASEAN summit to reaffirm his commitment to the regional bloc as being at the heart of his administration's Indo-Pacific strategy. Biden's visit to Cambodia is the second ever by a U.S. president and continues his administration's push to demonstrate its investments in the South Pacific. ASEAN has elevated the U.S. to a comprehensive strategic partnership status, which is a largely symbolic enhancement of their relationship, but one that puts Washington on the same level as China. In remarks during his speech to ASEAN leaders in Phnom Penh, President Biden outlined his country's financial and other commitments in the region. ASEAN is the heart of my administration's Indo-Pacific strategy, and we continue to strengthen our commitment to work in lockstep with an empowered, unified ASEAN. Today, we take another critical step, beginning a new era in our cooperation with the launch of the U.S.-ASEAN Comprehensive Strategic Partnership. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has declined to confirm whether Australia will join other nations in isolating Russia's delegation at the G20 summit. Russian President Vladimir Putin will not be attending the Summit of World Leaders in Bali next week, but is sending Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov in his place and may address the event via video link. The European Union and the United Kingdom have indicated they plan to do everything possible to isolate Russia at the talks, including snubbing the country's delegation and staging walkouts during speeches. They are reportedly encouraging other countries to join them, but Mr. Albanese did not say whether Australia planned to do so. We will engage constructively in the G20, uh, but I certainly won't be uh, seeking out any meetings uh, with the, the Russian Foreign Minister and uh, certainly yesterday's revelations as well that some of the cyber attacks that have occurred in Australia have originated in Russia, uh, a, a wake-up call that Russia has a responsibility to stop criminal activity. Australia will send another 30 Bushmaster armoured military vehicles to Ukraine to assist in its fight against Russia. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese made the pledge during a meeting with Ukraine's Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuliba in Phnom Penh on the sidelines of the East Asia Summit. The additional gifts take the total Australian commitment to 90 Bushmasters. Mr Kuliba says the armoured vehicles have become a symbol of Australia's political and economic support to his nation. I thanked your Prime Minister. I informed him that Bushmaster became the most popular Australian brand in Ukraine. I asked him to continue supporting Ukraine. A cruise ship that was the site of a major COVID cluster has set sail again on its next voyage with thousands more passengers on board just hours after the previous group disembarked. More than 800 passengers and crew members of about 4,000 traveling on the Majestic Princes came down with COVID-19 on a 12-day trip to New Zealand. 
New South Wales Health declared the ship the highest Tier 3 COVID risk and authorities assisted passengers to disembark with virus measures in place at Sydney Harbour yesterday. But thousands more guests booked on the vessel's next cruise have not been deterred with a fresh voyage departing Sydney Harbour last night bound for Tasmania via Melbourne. The ship's operator, Carnival Australia, says all new guests have been informed of the prior cases on board and says it's working closely with the relevant state governments and health authorities. In sport, and New Zealand's women have claimed a sixth Rugby World Cup with a thrilling 34-31 victory over England. More than 45,000 fans packed out Auckland's Eden Park to witness a fierce contest that turned into one of the highest scoring finals in women's Rugby World Cup history. Winger Ayesha Latilga scored a try nine minutes from time to give the Black Ferns the win, stunning the tournament favourites. The victory brings to an end three years of utter dominance of women's rugby by England, as well as their record-winning streak, which included two thrashings of New Zealand at the end of last year. Earlier, France ran in five tries to thrash Canada 36-0 in the third-place playoff to secure the bronze medal for the seventh time in nine editions of the tournament. But Canada were the only one of the semi-finalists without full professional contracts and can take pride from taking world number one England close in last week's semi-final. With the latest from the SBS Newsroom, I'm Aslam Al-Ghadib. 